following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. me a little longer to drink that uh 12 of dr pepper than i thought just buried the last can before i came over here a week yeah yeah that's two know. it's almost it's a little it's, under yeah. two a day it's not it's, it's not terrible and, and you tried the watermelon Ugh, not good the watermelon mountain <laughs> dew not good we were talking about oh yeah we did a little taste test like a couple sips a couple I'm fine. sips you're fine but, but a whole, whole, whole bottle no, no, it's like a, it's like liquid Jolly Ranchers kind it of. It is. I've, it totally is. Yeah. And I, you know, and, and we talked about it when we did a taste test uh, on the air. It's like if it's a hot summer day and you're outside, and like that's in a cooler, like yeah, you might slug one and it wouldn't be too bad. But on its own, I'm I'm all right. Well, yeah, and you know, I'm drinking it out of a plastic bottle, so then it's sitting on my desk for a while. Right. Then you go back to it when it's not cold, here, here you go, and some it's like warm okay. watermelon. That's yeah. that's tasty. Super. <laughs> I saw it though. I had to give it a shot. Yeah, why not? This is the intentional foul. We open up again with some soda talk. Uh, we will have all the normal stuff um, typically that we bring you in our podcast. We'll do a majority on the NFL. We got some news and notes at the end. We'll go through the uh, divisional round games, preview the AFC and the NFC championships. A um, lot of stuff going on in the NBA as well. Um, college hoops Badgers should be tipping off. What time is it right now? About as we, as we record this, about five minutes. They moved that game up yesterday afternoon by an hour. It, hmm. it, it came in like the change was late, and I don't must have been having something to do with TV. But yeah. the network sent us a message like, "Oh, hey, the game's going to start early, an hour Did earlier." Did somebody get canceled? Maybe they I don't postponed, know. And, and they moved they it up, shift it to a different network. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly don't know. Um, but they're taking on Northwestern tonight. Marquette got got postponed, um, and the NCAA tournament is apparently full go. They announced the dates, so uh, all that and more coming up on this edition of the Intentional Foul. We will start with the Packers going to the NFC title game with a victory over the Rams in the divisional round at Lambeau Field. A little less than I think 9,000 were there. They sold the tickets today. I don't know how long it took them to sell out like they did last week. but Well, I'd heard that the only people that were allowed to go were season ticket Correct. holders that bought into the season. Yes. So that's a... Limited number, yeah. No, you know, and they'll very, have very I'm sure small pool. I'm sure there's some kind of drawing, yes, or seniority or something. But. They'll do. Um, I, I would imagine they'll still do the frontline worker thing. They'll still do the uh, players, families, and you know, close friends or something. Or well, I, I, you know, my buddy uh, Jason Rux, he's been an usher there. Him and his dad and his grandpa have really? been an usher at Lambo for I years. Didn't know Rux was an usher at oh, yeah. Lambo, and uh, okay. he he got to go last week, so. Um, yeah, they're they're letting a few of those guys in too. That's so. exciting. Yeah. All right. Um, the offensive line continues to be spectacular. We've talked about this. David Bakhti, who? Yeah, I know, right? You just made him the the richest tackle, and it doesn't appear that you need. Yeah, that's got to be a little bit of a hmm for the front office. Like, not that Bakhtiari's not a great offensive lineman, no, and but it's, it's great like, to have him. But do you need to pay that guy that money? When I mean, you can kind of. 
plug some people in. But maybe, you know, maybe this week it's completely different. And maybe they lose a lot of their depth next year, so you have to mm-hmm. have a, a guy like that. I, I don't know, but that's, you know, two starters that they've lost, and they really have not missed a beat with all the sh- – and that's – that is not a normal thing for people to go to the right side, from the left side, to guard to center, from guard to tackle. All that's like, everybody has moved, and they still have pretty much saved for, like, I think the game against Tampa. That's really the only game that Rodgers has been under duress all season in week six. Yeah. So, I, I and, you know, and they just handled Aaron Donald, and, yeah, he he wasn't on the field the majority of the game that he would normally have been on, and he was still kind of nursing an injury. Um, so definitely not a full strength, but, I mean, one guy doesn't make the whole front seven. Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll be really curious to see how, again, you got another challenge of another good defensive line and linebackers that just freaking fly around. Mm-hmm. And you got to see if they can do this again. Um, Tampa caused him a lot of problems, you know, in week six, and I don't know... I don't know what's going to be different aside from I'm sure the offensive line combination is going to be different than it was in week six, but I, I, I'm really curious to see how they handle it this time around. Well, I think, you know, and I texted you during the game. I mean, the Packers, I would say from what I've seen, probably have the best offensive line in football this mm-hmm. year. And, you know, Rodgers has obviously had a, a great year. He's going to win the MVP. He's got career best numbers in some of these categories but you know you don't even have to be that great of a quarterback if nobody's ever around you and you have that kind of time a lot of guys are going to put up good numbers now they're not going to put up those numbers Rodgers is in a different league right and my point is when you give Rodgers that kind of time you're not beating Green Bay it turns it's good, too easy good to grade into elite it's too easy yeah, yeah. You know, there were some times in that game when he was sitting back there for four, five, six seconds, it felt like, and he might have to step up in the pocket or roll a little bit out. But, you know, these D-backs, they can't cover that long. Mm -hmm. It's just with the way the rules are now and you can't touch anybody downfield, it's impossible. And that's that's why I always bitch about the Packers' pass rush because if you don't get home, like, you can have the most talented guys in the defensive backfield. You've got them for maybe three to five seconds. Yeah. And after that, if you give them any more, somebody's going to be open. Yeah. Unless you get to the quarterback. So, that, I mean, that's why the emphasis is always on getting to the quarterback on defense. That masks so many problems in in, in your secondary. Um, but, I, you know, I thought that it was uh, – it played out kind of the way I figured the game would. I just – the Rams were just too banged up. You know, Goff, Goff was all right, okay. actually. But, yeah. you know, no Cooper Cup really hurt. And Aaron Donald being less than 100%, I mean, I don't know how much it changes things, but I think it changes them a little bit if he's mm-hmm. if he's at full strength because he's just a, a monster, you know. But, um, yeah, pretty much, I mean, you know, I had said last week I thought something weird was going to happen. Something weird did happen. It just wasn't in this game. <laughs> but, um, you know, the Packers, the Packers are really good. Um, I was surprised that you texted me that. Oh, I don't like it, but I'm not going to sit here and be an idiot and try to tell you that they're not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but good is always relative as well. Oh, for sure. And I sent you the list of the last yes. eight weeks of games they've played since they lost to the Colts oh, and, yeah. the, and the quarterbacks they've faced. Oh, yeah. The best quarterback they faced is Matt Stafford, and they didn't even face him the entire game. <laughs> so they've really, I mean, they have faced an all-time poo-poo platter of quarterbacks 
and you know, you, you you play who's in front of you. It's not like they're making the schedule up on the fly like the high school teams here we're, we're doing. But right, um, yeah, these it, it's a it hasn't been a very daunting road for them to get to this point. And if you look back now, this they should be in this game. They should be in this probably game. yes. There's no question yeah, about l- it. Looking looking across the board at the NFC, we, but part of that also when when you look at those quarterbacks, it just makes me wonder because. They haven't laid waste to as many teams as they probably should have in that lineup, which always makes me nervous about what it always comes back to, the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, if the defense can't totally shut these guys down, then what happens when you get to some of the tougher games? But right now you're at home. You get a little bit of a home field advantage. You get the weather, um, maybe except for, you know, Brady and and uh, Gronk and some of those other guys who have been in New England for the last decade plus um, you know, those guys don't care, but some of the other ones, yeah, maybe the weather will be an advantage to you. But, um, yeah, it's just weird. Like, do you remember when the Bears were going to the Super Bowl? Were you as, were you stressed out during the playoffs? Like, were you no. on, on every series, were you just no. kind of hanging by a thread? No. I, I, I don't know why I am, because this is not as big a deal to me as a lot of, I mean, people who are head to toe in Packers gear, they have memorabilia, they have Packer rooms in their house and they own stock certificates. They plan plan their whole weekend and their whole winter around the 17 week season. And I don't do that. It's on. I watch it. It's appointment Mm -hmm. viewing Mm -hmm. when I can, if I have to miss a game, okay, that's life. But yet when I find myself in the game, I mean, I, Especially for the playoffs, man. This is. I'm not having to take anxiety meds like my co host. That's insane. I mean, if you got high blood pressure, I mean, I know I, one, my grandpa's brother had a heart attack watching the Packers I think in, they, in his I, easy chair. I think but. there's a place in South Beloit that takes care of that. <laughs> well, I still, yeah, I got, uh, you know, right, so I maybe, mean, maybe I might have to do that on Sunday. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, maybe. Just calm your ass down a little bit. Maybe that, that, Jesus. that might be a good trial no, run. No, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not. That diehard of a football guy, mm-hmm. but I mean, I remember being excited that they were had a chance to go to the Super yeah. Bowl, and then the year they were in it, being excited to watch it. But yeah, I mean, I wasn't like you know standing up and pacing well, as not, soon as the team gets the ball, and you're oh, like no. hands on knees as Rogers is hut hutting everybody, and it's like, you dude, you're not playing, right? Sit down, no, relax. I'm, I'm not leaving the couch. <laughs> I'm not going nuts. I mean, am I shouting and yelling at the TV? on some plays that even are just in the middle of the field when they're not breaking up 50-yarder for a touch. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Am I on Twitter trying to get some of the you know stuff that the beat guys are seeing while they're in the press box? Yeah, but I don't know, man. It's... Uh, yeah. No, I get it though because I mean, you know, we're both pretty hardcore Brewer fans and when they were going through it a couple years ago against the Dodgers, like... You know, those games and some of those at-bats can get stressful. And, you know, with the Bucks the last couple of years, especially two years ago in the, when they're playing the Raptors, mm-hmm. you know, those down the wire would get stressful. But football is just different. People flip out about football with 12 minutes left in the first quarter. Right. Like, nobody's losing their shit in the second inning of a Brewer game or right. in the first quarter of a Buck game, typically. Typically. I mean, unless, you know, a guy gives up a grand slam and it's 8 nothing in the second. But <laughs> then, yeah. But, you know, that's usually when I just make my way to Fridays and start Long Islanding myself into oblivion. So, 
Right. I don't even think it's called Fridays no, anymore. I don't, it's the, I don't know it's what the it is. restaurant to be named later is that, or whatever. Is that what it is? I don't, Man, I don't know who's naming okay. this stuff over Long in Milwaukee. Island myself into oblivion. Yeah. No, I like that. Well, well anybody that went to a brewer game with me in the... You know, I've seen in, you in, there. in my thirties or in my younger days. With run, no. Running into you Ooh. randomly, that's like, oh, hi, yeah, okay, how's yeah. it going? Yeah, I don't know. We're here. You're having fun. I'm not yes. driving. That's the good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's Tampa Bay. Um, Buccaneers beat the Saints. I mean, you know, Brady did what he had to. Breeze, you know, for all intents and purposes, everybody is basically saying he's done. And by his comments after the game and his actions, it's pretty much apparent that dude is done. I think he's done. Right? I think he should be done. Yeah. I mean, he went through a lot this year physically. I mean, with the broken ribs oh and God. all the that stuff. Lung the puncture and all lung that stuff, and, yeah. And, you know, he just doesn't have the zip on the fastball anymore. I mean, that game boiled down to in the second half, Tampa Bay was just like, you can't throw it down the field. Right. We're just going to bring everybody up. We're going to take Kamara out of the game as much as you can take Kamara out of the game. Oh, I see. He's, I mean, Michael Thomas turned into a complete non-factor right. on this team because he's Brees couldn't put the ball. He was. And, and that, too. But Brees couldn't. They couldn't get the ball downfield. I mean. So I'm skip a couple right to the. And I'm yeah. like, what is well, and, you know, and, and they're not even 30 yards downfield. And I had a buddy that he was like, this is, you know, I'm embarrassed for Brees, and this is ending terribly. And, and I go, well, who? I go. Other than John Elway, right. who did it end well for? Right. I mean, I remember that Monday night game when the Bears beat the living shit out of Favre to the point where he was done in the middle of the game and he never played again. I mean, you know, you think about Peyton Manning. I mean, yeah, he won a Super Bowl. The guy could barely get it back to the line of scrimmage. His right. arm was dead. And he can't really rotate his neck. No, well, I mean, you, you know, know, there's just some things that are out of your control. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, unless you're... Unless you're John Elway and you win the Super Bowl and you play halfway decent and you're not going hurt, out on top, you know, there's yeah. no way for it to end well. Yes. I mean, even, you know, we'll get to it, Phil Rivers. Yeah. I mean, he lost, played decent, but that's probably not how his fans hoped he would go out. So, Mm-mm. so it'll be Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Um, I, this Tampa team, though, I mean, they're banged up. Yes. Ronald Jones has got a leg issue. He has been a pretty good back for them this year. I mean, fortunately for them, Fournette actually played well, but you can't count on him. Um, Antonio Brown did something to his knee in that game, and I don't even think he played the second half. No, he had an MRI on Monday, and they showed, they said no structural damage, but they still listed him as day-to-day. He didn't play him. He didn't practice today. You know, um, uh, Godwin's had some hand yep. issues. Uh, Evans has had some lower leg issues. Gronkowski is held together by fucking glue and tape at this point. <laughs> I mean, that's a team that they're while they can be explosive, they're like a player or two away from really struggling to score. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're pretty fragile. And then you got a forty-three-year-old quarterback who I know he played in New England for twenty years. If it's eight on Sunday. It's still fucking eight, and it's colder when you're 43 and it's eight than when True. you're 23 and it's eight. So, you know, the weather could become a huge factor. I haven't looked ahead to see what it is. It's supposed to be like 23, 24 chance of snow. You know, I mean, I think they're fortunate, and I think Brady's fortunate that that is a day game and not a night game because mm-hmm. all of a sudden that 23 turns into 13 real quick. Right. But I don't know. It's going to be a fun and, and interesting game, and – um, 
you know, there was a point where I really didn't see any way that Tampa Bay was going to be in this game at, at the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the fuck, Brady just finds a way, man. Finds a way. Packers coaches have said, and I, I haven't really talked heard anything from the players that that game in Week Six doesn't mean anything. You can't really take anything from it. And and you and I have talked at length. We kind of point to that game where you know weird shit happened. Yeah. Um. But and somebody from the from the beat staff pointed out people forget that it was ten to nothing. They had two stops and they were well on their way mm-hmm. to to you know. Making it boat racing him, yeah, and then all of a sudden one turnover turned into several. Couldn't stop him on defense. Couldn't do anything on offense, and things just snowballed in a in a form that Green Bay just didn't re- couldn't recover, mm-hmm. and it got from bad to worse. Um, I, I don't know that that is going to happen at this point in the season. And right now, they're probably honestly using that as bulletin board material after the linebacker said they don't deserve to be on the field with us. You oh, know, I didn't hear that. Oh yeah. Yeah, he said that right after the game, and 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 they've been replaying that audio after clip the game in week, week six? six. Oh, okay. So they've gotcha. been re, some, you know, some folks have been replaying that this week mm-hmm. to kind of use it as a little motivation. Which I, I, you know, I don't know if you're at that level. Shouldn't need any motivation enough then to go out and beat these guys to get to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Period. End of story. Exactly. You know, I don't think all any. No. I don't think that stuff at this point matters no, too much. But I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, I mean, you know, and at the time, Tampa offensively was struggling, and that was kind of their breakout game. You know, and and it was partly because they got a couple of those turnovers. They got good field position. I think they had to pick six. Yeah. So you know, you were able to be a little more freewheeling. But you know, I look at Tampa, and it's a little similar to New Orleans, where Brady has the ability to still throw it down the field, but they're not completing many of those passes. I think the other day they said like on twenty yard passes he was like one for seven. So they're 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 they'll throw it down there, but. They're not having much success, and I think in a game like this, you got to be pretty careful because, you know, Alexander and King and Savage and Amos, like, those guys can make some plays back there and come up with some interceptions. There's mm-hmm. no question. Uh, Packers looks like they had Tremont Williams in from Baltimore, and again, another one of those guys that they didn't sign, they just elevated in their playoff game, and he's a former Packer. I mean, I why would you even why? And that's what I didn't understand. You know, Michael and I were talking to texting back and forth about that today, and it's like I didn't realize they were hurting that bad for secondary help. One of the beat guys said, you know, he can possibly return punts. I'm like, okay, is that well, like a make good? I don't know. Is that's that a, like, hey, we might win the Super Bowl? We're going to bring this dude that's been on the Packers a long time in and maybe try to sneak him a ring? I don't know. I honestly because don't I know. can't imagine him contributing, and then that's what I mean. And not only that, but didn't you learn from last week? The dude you brought in had COVID, COVID. right? Which I and mean, now, what, but I mean, I'm not saying that Williams has it, but is it worth the risk? I, and especially in a position group that has been not bad during the year, right? When you've played in your that, base, yeah, that hasn't been your weak and point nickel, on your defense, no, not at all, except no. for Kevin King. But, um, but no, other than that, it. I mean, it really hasn't. So uh, we'll see what comes of that. I think the line started at four. It's been moved to three. You know, at home field. That's you know, it is what it is. But I'm not. I'm not really that concerned. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be a mess up until that point <laughs> on Sunday. I'm just gonna have you know eight hours to kill when I wake up uh, at six o'clock. Wait until two o'clock trying to find shit to do. Jesus, um, that's that's just you poor, poor pathetic I, bastard. I, I am. I really am. That's, that's this is what forty one is for me. Now, I, guess, I guess, man. Um. AFC, 
Bills over the Ravens. Uh, again, the Saturday games were not entertaining. No, they not were not at all. I tried to watch bits and pieces. I'm like, these are not. This, I'm not. That's not. Uh-uh. I'm not entertained. No, and I mean, I'm I'm happy Buffalo won. I've kind of adopted yeah. them as my team this yeah. year in the playoffs. After I, my other adopted team Arizona gagged on their own stuff, but uh, you know, we got to talk about Lamar Jackson. He he seems like a guy that you always go back to. I'm not a Lamar Jackson guy. I have picked that up in and the years that I've known the you. The reason is, I don't think that style of football is going to win in the playoffs. Right. I mean, he to me, he's a not as good. I know he won the MVP last year, but there are a lot of factors that went into that. He's. I think he's a not quite as good Michael Vick and a better RG3. That's fair. And I just don't know that the try to run for 100 and then hope to get to 200 passing yards, I just don't think that works, especially as you advance farther in the playoffs because you're just going to play better teams. Yeah, it worked against uh, who they play week one, uh, the first game of the playoffs. Um, I don't even remember, honestly. Yeah, well, it, it, it worked that game, but it hasn't worked in any of the other playoff games you played in. And I don't know, man. We've talked about it with him. You, you, at some point, you have to make some throws. And it's funny to me, and we'll get into this a little bit with some of the NBA talk. The, the media, the sports media now, who they play? I'm, I'm You're looking. looking? Yep. The sports media now is kind of amazing, and I don't mean that as a compliment. compliment I didn't think so. The, the former football players that are on TV, most of whom are black, Will not criticize Lamar Jackson. Titans. Titans. Yeah, there you go. A team that had a porous defense. Yes. They will not criticize Lamar Jackson um, because he's a black quarterback. And one of the things that I've heard a lot of them say is it's unfair to criticize him because he's a black quarterback. I think that's garbage because I'm not criticizing him. I'm criticizing the the style style of play. I don't know how that renders you immune from. Exactly. And critiquing a lot of the white guys that cover football ain't going to say anything because of the climate that we're in. Right. And because it's a, nobody wants to they'll, be they'll accused get labeled. They'll get labeled. of yeah, being right. an ism or an ist. But the bottom line is this dude's one and three in the playoffs. He's had really good defenses his entire career. His skill position guys, they're, yeah. they're adequate. Yeah, they're adequate. Could he use a a better number one receiver Probably. than Hollywood Brown? Sure, um, but you could say that about a lot of guys, right? You know, um, I I just think that that kind of football. And I saw John Harbaugh came out today and defended their style of this ground and pound. You know, try to just beat you into submission and then hope we can make enough plays in the passing game. How he believes that that can be successful, but I don't know, man. I think. I think you got to be able to score 30 points against good teams sometimes, especially in the playoffs. For sure. And they have not been able to do that. I mean, they had three points. And then I think, didn't he? He got hurt. Yes. And again, that style of play renders you, you more getting hurt. I mean, yes. go listen to Steve Young talk about his first four or five years with the Niners and his last four or five years. In his first four or five years, he ran like a crazy person and he was 
It was fun to watch. Of course he had it some was. amazing highlights. Remember yes. the one against the Vikings where he runs like 80 yards and he's stumbling into the end zone? But after you get your bell rung but half yes, a dozen times, you keep getting knocked out of the game. That. Right. Your, your team and your coaches are looking at you like, dude, just throw the ball away. Got to play know? smart. And he learned how to become a great pocket quarterback. Do you see that happening here? Well, I don't know. I mean, usually. In the history of the NFL, the run-first kind of quarterback usually doesn't develop that skill. Because Vic tried to be that guy. And he was decent at it after he got... Because, I mean, he didn't try it until he got out of prison when he was on the Eagles. And he had his moments, but he wasn't consistently good. But you could tell, you're either a prototypical pocket player or you're not. Yeah. It's, It's like when we play NCAA. Are you a scrambler or are you a pocket passer? If you're a scrambler, your accuracy... Not going to be as good as the other guy. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, and I'm not saying that those are just two distinct labels and you have to be in line with those criteria, but there's a reason that those criteria exist because that's generally the way it is. If you are a run first before get rid of the ball, chances are you're not piling up a lot of yards through the air. Right. You're just right. not. Yeah, and I, I just, you know, I just wish that the the – collective sports national sports media would stop giving him a pass and because of call it like because it of other things sure. because if if that was you know if that was Baker Mayfield they'd be tearing his ass off of course they would cuz he's he hasn't done even close to that and he's already been roasted by and he's got as many playoff people. wins as Lamar Jackson does right so i mean you know, right. what's and good probably, for one is should be good for both, and it and, means more to that franchise. And 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 I, I don't say. I don't personally dislike Lamar Jackson. I don't personally even dislike the Ravens. I, I'm kind of indifferent right. to both of them, right. but it's don't just care. it just gets annoying to the point where it's like, dude, this guy's one and three in the playoffs. Call it what it is. I mean, yes. he was the MVP of the league, and he can't get out of the divisional round. I mean, if look what look at the way they talk about Giannis and some of these guys in the NBA. That don't win. Why? Why are we? I don't. I don't know. I just don't get the protection. It's kind of weird. Speaking of Mayfield, uh, Browns, they yeah, get they, they give it robbed. a go at the end. Um, Mahomes gets hurt. You think that there's a window for Cleveland? Um, like Beg said, when Henny came in, he didn't even he wasn't even aware that that was the backup, and he was still in the league. He's, yeah, he's been in the league since '07. That's what I mean. Yeah. And he pulls off a mad 13-yard scramble, which, as soon as he put his head Great down, play. I thought he was done. Great play, I was like, though, wasn't how it? are you, like, I you, know. you just saw the quarterback go out. What are you doing? It's trying to save the season. And then some stones for a pass on fourth oh. down that got you the first and, and, and put the game away against Cleveland. I mean, I wasn't rooting against Kansas City, per se, but I would have liked to see Browns and Bills. I thought that that would have been cool. I wouldn't because then I knew that would have been a cakewalk in the Super Bowl for the Packers. But See, I wasn't even thinking about that I, because there's no guarantee for me that the Packers are ever going to win a game. Um, um, but I thought that would have been a cool AFC Championship game. Especially, I mean, if, if Mahomes doesn't play. Well, just because it would have been a battle of futility. Right. You know. I would like, but only two franchises that, I mean, Buffalo in its history. I mean, come on. And now they're finally back there and you've got a tortured franchise like the Browns mm-hmm. and they're in the AFC title game. I mean, that's would have been pretty crazy. Yeah. That's a good story. Some two, two good fan bases that, that really want there. Um, but the Browns kind of got screwed. 
Yeah, I, I heard it's a lot one, about that right I afterwards. I think it's one of the worst rules in sports. I haven't touched it. But here's the thing, though. It's, and we're talking about the the, the play where the, yeah, the, yeah. the guy for the Browns dove for the pylon, yep. and he fumbled it, and it went out of the end zone. And the rule is that Other it becomes the, de- the defense's ball at the 20-yard line. Yes. It's a terrible rule. It's a terrible rule. But nobody, like one thing I found odd about it is that nobody talks about it when it happens in the regular season. But it, but if it's a playoff scenario and it could be game changing, then all of a sudden it's awful. Well, I think it's yeah. I mean that's fair, but I mean we can say that about everything. Everything in the playoffs is more magnified, but it's a terrible rule. It's a stupid rule. If I'm on the forty-five and I do the same thing, diving for a first down, it's not your ball. Why is it your ball in the end zone? That's stupid. Tauscher said something to the effect on the radio show because, and apparently football players have this opinion, that the end zone is a sacred well, sacred place where rules are just different and that's the way it is and that's the way you got to recognize it. And I it. heard a guy on ESPN say the same thing, but... How do you change that then? Do you Does does the team retain it? Goes, it, it the offense gets it at 20. Lost so you, it down. So you just move them back. Yeah, it's like a penalty. Okay, but they still retain possession. Yeah, because if they fumble on the one, you're talking about if they, it's a foot difference. Right. If, you're ta- if they fumble on the half yard line, it's their ball. If they fumble not on the half yard line, it's your ball. It doesn't make any sense. It's a, st- it's just it's, it's a nonsensical rule that rewards the yeah. defense for not necessarily even doing anything. I'm not saying you should change it, but I mean you're you're saying that the goal line is this place where certain things happen. You have to cross. Well, it's not a you, church, you, you, man. I, I mean, I get it. <laughs> that's what I get it. And that's the way football is a bad word. Yeah, well, no, no, but that's the word that I heard the guy yeah. on ESPN use as mm-hmm. well. It's a, it's like it's not a fucking church, dude. But if that's where things happen, and this is the plane, uh-huh. and this is where things, you know, as soon as the ball crosses this line, then either you get points or you know any number of things can happen. So I guess why shouldn't it? I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I can't frame it. The way I'm thinking about it in my head, but um, you're you're rewarding. Well, you're you're penalizing a you're penalizing effort. Generally, yes. Yeah, you're penalizing effort. I mean, I march 99 yards down the field and I try to dive in for a touchdown, and the ball goes out of the end zone, and you get it at the 20. It just it's that's not an equitable trade off to me. That's fine, but also I don't think you should be rewarded for making a mistake. You're not. You're getting penalized, and you're going back to the 20. If you're on the five-yard line, you're, you're third and goal from the five, mm-hmm. and you're running back, Aaron Jones goes to dive in, and this this happens. It's now fourth down, and f- and the ball's on the 20. And 20. Okay. That's, that. I mean, or whatever you want the penalty to be. Right. You can Ex- move it back to whatever you want. Lose it down, don't lose it down, Somebody whatever. Said, okay, fine, give the other team the possession, but put it at the one. Good well, luck. Yeah, yeah, something like that. You Why know. do you get, like, the defense just makes out like a bandit, and they didn't necessarily do anything well. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. So, right. I don't know. I just don't like the rule, and I've heard a lot of other people in the same camp that it's just like, it doesn't come into play a lot. Well, and the other thing, too, is everything in the football game has to be reviewable. Right. Everything yes. has to be reviewable. I, I'm I'm... Totally on board with Bill Belichick in that regard. This, because what there was a play the other day, and this is a problem with us having these games and not having it the podcast till Wednesday because mm-hmm. I forget what play it was. 
But there was a play I was watching with my dad, and it was a clear-as-day penalty, and they didn't call it, and it resulted in touchdown. Like, you have to be able to review some of this stuff because they are game-changing plays. And whether you want to say, well, we don't put as much emphasis in the regular season, that's that's fair, but we're playing for more now. There's more on the line now, so we should be able to. I, I would be fine if that only applied to the playoffs of able to review everything. Are you, I, you willing know? to have a five-hour game? Like, how difference does it like make? They, like they play in the Big 12? How difference does it make? I'm just asking. Because some the of advertisers games, and the networks would have no problem with it. Well, of course they wouldn't because they get to see, you know, hey, we're going to go review this. Let's take another commercial break. No, they get to make more revenue. Fine, but I've heard you complain what are you gonna about... Get, are you going to get up in the middle of the Packer game and <laughs> not watch it because it's been on too long? No, but for... For uh, fans that don't really have any stake in it, I mean, you've complained about games being too long. Yeah, and that's why I have Red Zone. Because <laughs> okay. then I can flip to a different game. But now, it, now it's the spot. playoffs. If this is the only game on the line, oh, are you are you going to get bored with it? You watch playoff baseball? That shit goes oh, on to like forever, one in the morning. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm just I'm just clarifying. Yeah. I'm just making sure that that's there's just some rules. I mean, in the NFL rule book is like it was oh it's God. as thick as the Bible that yes. Biden had his hand on today. I thought, Jesus Christ, was that saw that? I was like, no, that's the book of the pirate rules in Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I told that the a, two guys have to bring out. I told a buddy today that it was Pelosi's high school yearbook. It was in, it was signed to her. Best of luck, love Jesus. Um, but no, like there's just too many rules in football. We've talked about this many times and they have the committee every year that either creates new ones or changes them yeah. and, and you can't keep it straight from year to year because shit changes. And then you have these kind of weird ass rules that are still there that maybe come up once every three years in a meaningful game, but they're just kind of disastrous. Do you think that's enough for this to get looked no. at No. at the end of the year? Mm-mm. Really? I think after what happened with the pass interference stuff. I think it's going to be a long time till we see any of that kind of stuff changing. Okay, I think that they overreacted too far last year with that, and then they completely took it away. Yeah, like maybe that wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you've got Mahomes. He went. uh, He apparently practiced limited today. He went through some of the stuff in the protocol. Did well. Got to go through some other stuff. Maybe, maybe not. And I heard that it wasn't a concussion per se. He had he had something. That, did, you, did they see him try to get up? But the guy he didn't hit his head anywhere that hard. What happened was the guy had his arm like around his neck, and they say that oh, it was like a chokeout. He hit a nerve that's running through his neck, and then the effects are the same as would be a hit to the head. Okay, and that's why so it was like a la- a slight. Lack of blood flow or right, something. Right, or something like you tweak a nerve and then all of a sudden your brain just freaks out for a minute and then you like, oh, you got a concussion. It's not, but it looks like. Sure. And that's what I read from some doctor who saw the play and then reviewed it and like, oh, yeah, there's that ner- there's a nerve in your neck that'll give you this if you really hit it. So apparently it's not, but that doesn't mean he's out of protocol automatically. So maybe. He's uh, playing. Right? I mean, <laughs> that's what I think. Come on. But a lot of people said after that, we'll see how much that concussion protocol really matters. And and, and you really got to stick to heading into a championship game to get to the Super Bowl. kind of why I never, I've just never liked that protocol. Yeah, I mean, if you want to take a guy out because he got a concussion, fine. But then it should be up to him whether he continues to play the the ensuing weeks. Generally, you would also don't see a guy right after that happens run into the locker room. Which he was jogging up the tunnel. Yeah. So I mean that. that but I mean, he must have been pretty fucked up because if you're, you're in a one-score game right. here. Your season's yeah. on the line. 
I don't know. Uh, who do you like in that game? Kansas City, obviously, I would say, if he Kansas plays. Kansas City-Buffalo? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know who you want to win. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that Kansas City's probably going to win. But, man, I don't know. that They haven't looked great the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. So... The, the, the thing arm with the, on Allen amazes The, the thing me. with the Bills is, like, they can get the ball to start the game and throw an 80-yard touchdown pass to Diggs immediately, and everybody would be like, uh-oh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, Kansas City's probably just got too much too much talent. So they'll probably win. All right. And I think I think the Packers, I, I will be shocked if they lose that game to Tampa Bay. Shocked. I hope you're right. Because I think they're they're a better all around team. I think Tampa's got a lot of flaws. I think like we went over, some of their skill guys are just nicked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know Brady, he hasn't been great. He's been well, he's been fine. He hasn't been great. Packers defense has been pretty good for the last four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. So if they can do better than they did the first time around, uh, and the offense stays doing what it's doing, and they can handle the the front seven. Then I don't, you know, I'd like to see a game without that lull right in the middle. You know, Packers had the Rams on the ropes, ready to stomp on their throat. And then right before the half, they just let them breeze down the field and score. Yeah. And they still got three points to end the half, like like you were texting me. But it's like, oh, I mean, they, you just have a chance to get a stop and maybe even get some more points. Then you get the ball and then just completely put them out of the game. I, I kind of feel like. There's two ways Tampa can win. I, they got to get the ball first and score. Okay. And or if they don't get the ball first, they got to take that first punch. Right. From the Packers. Yeah. Because the Packers are a really good first half team. I think what they have like the all time record for second quarter points or something like that. That sounds right. I think I saw the other day. So chances are you're going to be down at half. So, but you you know, there's a big difference between. 21 to 3 and 14 to 10. For sure. You know? Yep. So. Absolutely. All right. A couple of uh, other notes. Uh, Phil Philip Rivers retired today. and it, I was a little surprised to see that this morning, but. He was he was sure of himself, and he was already looking forward to taking over for a high school coach in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently, that's what his old man does. God, it's too bad. He'd be good on TV. Right? Wouldn't you think so? Yeah. I mean, that's. Because he's pretty. He's got a fun personality. And very colorful. You don't have to worry about him swearing. Right, because he trash talks cleanly. Yeah, yeah, you know, you don't have to have the bleep button. Right, you know? right, get right, get the seven second dump ready. Yeah, exactly. But the you know the is he a Hall of Famer? Is he oh, not Hall that, of Famer? Was, that yeah. clicked up in about five seconds after and that. I, and I've wavered on that, and I've always I've always you, enjoyed Phil Rivers, and you've maintained that he should be. I think he should be. Um, you know, if if we're gonna if stats are gonna be an ultimate determiner, mm-hmm. then he needs to be in fifth in passing yards, yeah. fifth in touchdowns. And you know, he's the third. I would say he's probably the third best player in Charger history, and. With the exception of them making the Super Bowl in like what was it like ninety five when they got slaughtered by the Niners, by the way, I, I they've been that. a they've been a bottom five franchise. They have mm-hmm. no fans. They had um, to move. They had to move because their owners greedy. So I mean, he went to a couple title game AFC title games. You know, behind uh, I would say Seau and Tomlinson, he's probably the third best guy. Him or Fouts, mm-hmm. you know, they're the two best quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I mean, look. You you got to look at your era too. It's I mean, you're, you're, you're in the AFC. A lot of good guys, and you're fighting every year with Manning and Brady. Yep. 
I mean, you are every year you're the third best team, and you're the third best quarterback at best. Right. And I mean, that's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, it's like the boxers in the Ali Frazier era. <laughs> you know, right. Ken Norton was a hell of a boxer, but he how, wasn't Ali and he wasn't Frazier. How far are we going? Well, you got a ceiling. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like you had said um, last week, Pagano got to go, and I think I think within like forty eight hours, he retired. And I was having a conversation with with another buddy, um, and I, I think it's kind of indicative about where the Bears might be on defense, because like you always say, on paper, they got a lot of talent, and the defense has probably not performed to the top level. And I guess I just don't think that if the team is that good and that close or just missing a couple of pieces, I don't think he retires. You know, I mean, are you leaving if things are going well and trending upward? Probably not, unless you're just absolutely at the end of your rope, health conditions, had enough, whatever. But, I mean, if you know, if you do you generally walk away from something that's going well? Right. Not usually. Well, cancer survivor. Yes. So oh, we sure. we don't we don't know that might have right. played in. Maybe his wife's telling him you're done. What? Right. Who knows? But I, I agree with you somewhat there. Um, that if things were going well, he probably wouldn't be as quick to leave. Maybe he got fired and they just played it off like he's retiring. Right. Um, I saw our buddy Lauren Cox tweeted out tonight that Mike Singletary has, has been rumored. Interviewed. Some of those names that I read this morning in the article that I took from the Sun-Times, I don't know who any of these guys are. Yeah, and, and I, I don't really necessarily worry about that because I don't keep up on who the hot coordinators right. are in football. Right. And, you know, Mike Singletary, uh, just on, it, on its surface, it sounds cool if he came back and was a D coordinator for the Bears. I mean, when's the last time he coached? I don't even know. Where's he been? I don't know where he's been. So, no. I, I mean, you might win the press conference, but I'm more interested in winning games. For sure. Um, nope, there there was a couple of guys on the staff. They brought in some guy who was a Vikings D coordinator who was, in the, who was a finalist with Nagy for the job in 2018, and he lost to him. And then there was uh, one other guy who was out of football last year. Um, and he got brought in, but again, names that I'm not really familiar with. A couple, but. you know, there were some other coaching hirings around the league. Um, New guy in Detroit. Yeah, that's an interesting one. They hired Dan Campbell. Six year deal they gave him. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, that's a lot of rope. And I mean, it, it tells me because I know Chris Spielman. They just hired him on to work in the front office, and uh, you know he played for the Lions. He. I think he went to Ohio State, but I think yep. he might be a Michigan guy, or if not, he's lived there probably since he played for the Lions. But it seems like they've they're committed to a rebuild. Oh, the and coach I, in his press conference yesterday said, first thing, I'm gonna look up and down the roster and figure out what who can stay and who can go. It's gonna be interesting to see where Stafford ends up. Yeah. Because he's a guy that's good enough to get you pretty far if you surround him with the right kind of talent on both sides of the ball, but um. Yeah, I mean, Detroit, it's never worked. I mean, we've really. seen them have, like, two good teams in the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, their two greatest players ever quit in their prime yep. in Sanders and, and Calvin Johnson. So, you know, I wish the guy luck. I mean, as much luck as I wish anybody in the <laughs> in the division. Right. But when you're constantly last yeah. for the last few years. 
I mean, maybe you do need a complete overhaul, and maybe that's why you get six years to do it. Yeah. Because you know it ain't happening in two. I mean, yeah, it's, it's because they're never going to be, uh, in, in football it's not as big a deal, but they're never going to be a free agent destination for guys. No, probably not. Um, they need to build through the draft, and it's going to take a couple years. Yes. You know? All right. Do you know what? Do you know what pick they have? They got to be like top five, don't they? That's a good five question. or seven, something I, I like that. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, do you have anything on the NFL left, or no? Nope. I think should that's we it. Switch to hoops. Um, when did the Harden trade go down? Was it was it last it was Wednesday night, Thursday, Thursday, maybe something like that? Something it was right like after that. The, that we did this, and I know you've been on the the fact that you know Harden is, is the whole situation with him in Houston was just not good for the league. And then, and that they finally got out, you know, got him out. And now you've got a, you got a pretty tough Eastern Conference opponent looking on down the line if you're forecasting playoffs for the Bucks. Yeah, I mean the Harden thing got ugly. Um, Houston basically they sent him home. He gave a press conference after his last game and basically said, "This ain't gonna work. We can't fix it." Um, they had a players only meeting shortly after that. I read led by John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, and they basically were like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? And uh, after that, they basically sent Harden home and told him he was done. How and did, at that point, you knew he was getting dealt. So, How did this deteriorate to the point where well, this, th- is, this was necessary? This is the fundamental problem I have with the NBA right now. And, you know, there are people that want to cite this is how the league's always been, where the stars have, have forced their way to certain places. That's that's a half truth. Um, it's gotten really bad. That's what I mean. It's it's picked up. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't always been like this. You know, I mean, how did it deteriorate? They didn't win a title, and in this day and age, where every one of these guys has rabbit ears, and every one of them hears everything Stephen A. Smith says, and they read every tweet that they're that they're added in. Um, they all have rabbit ears, and these guys have massive egos, and they make crazy amounts of money, and you can't tell them shit. And the league and the and the front offices are afraid of these guys. And the NBA media they cover for the players. They don't call this. They don't call this shit out anymore, um, because there's so many ex players in the media now. There's no. There's really no credibility out of these guys. I mean, whether it's talking about Harden, whether it's talking about Anthony Davis a couple years ago, whether it's uh, them defending Kyrie Irving and his actions the last couple weeks, there's no credibility coming out of the the talking heads anymore because they're just they're just uh, shilling for their other for their fellow players mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's it's really disappointing. I mean, Houston, I went over it last week. Houston did everything they could for this guy. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. They paid him a shitload of money, um, and he quit on him. And, you know, I don't know if you ever watched Dr. Phil. <laughs> uh, no. Do- Dr. Phil has a saying, you don't reward bad behavior. But in the NBA, you always reward bad behavior right. because James Harden got exactly what he wanted. He wanted to wanted be out, out of Houston, Go and he wanted to be in Brooklyn because mm-hmm. he wanted to play with Durant and Irving because he thought that was the best chance to win a title right now. That's it, period. That's what it is. And Philadelphia was willing to give up Ben Simmons 
who is a very, very good player and is a multiple-time All-Star and is only 24 years old, the Rockets owner didn't want to pay him. So, And uh, the Rockets' former general manager is now running the Sixers, and there's beef. So he didn't want to pay him. So that, that fell through, and Harden ends up going where he wants to go. So it sucks. We saw it with Anthony Davis a couple years ago, bully his way to the Lakers with the help of LeBron's people and, mm-hmm. and the agency and all that stuff. Um, it's not unprecedented. You know, I'm reading uh, a book right now called Three Ring Circus. It's about the Shaq-Kobe era on the Lakers. This shit was going on there as well, but it was all behind the scenes. It wasn't in everybody's face like it is now, so it was a little easier to stomach. I mean, I don't know why anybody that is a basketball fan would be a Harden fan. His game's not fun to watch, and he's a selfish asshole. I mean, there's really no other way around it. I mean, he shit on every other guy in that locker room and all those people in the front office and all the people that work in the ticket office that make their money based on him being there and them being a contender. He don't care. It's all about getting his. So... But nobody's beating the Nets in the East. Not the Bucs, not the Celtics, not the Sixers. The only team that's beating the Nets is the Nets. Um, if they don't, if Kyrie Irving doesn't even come back, I don't think anybody's beating the Nets. Um, you have two guys that average 30 in Durant and uh, Harden, and you have really good role players. They're not very deep, but they have really good role players. Um, and then you add Irving and his talent to the mix. Yeah, nobody in the East is beating them unless they just can't coexist. And that remains to be seen because Kyrie, his first game back is tonight, so we'll see what happens going forward. Um, the Bucks, you know, they're 9-5. and five. They're playing all right. They're beating the shitty teams. They're not really beating the good teams. Um you know, they beat Dallas at home the other night, who is a good team, but they only beat them by three, and Dallas only had like seven guys because a bunch of dudes were out with um, Tate, the, the, what, the, what do they call it when you're you're not infected, but everybody around you oh, might be. contact, contact tracing. Contact tracing. Yep. That's the dumbest thing in the world. But <laughs> they're, so they only had like seven guys, and they still almost lost. Giannis went one for ten from the free throw oh, line, man. which yeah, is that, that was the big story. awful. You know, in the Nets game, it was a really good game. And the Bucks shot awful. They shot like 40% for the game, like 30% from three. Um, Middleton missed a three at the buzzer mm-hmm. and had, they had a chance to win. So I'm, I'm not like, I'm not certainly not jumping off the Bucks bandwagon. But in a seven game series, if those, if they're, if the Nets are right, nobody's beating them in the East. Just too much talent. I mean, at any point in the game, you can throw the ball to one of three guys and just go, go get me a basket. Right. And that's really, there's really no other team in the NBA that can do that. I mean, the Lakers have two guys, a couple other teams have two guys, but nobody has three. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So Lakers coming up tomorrow, then they play the Wizards and the Hawks. They got a, they, they got a nice stretch at home here over the next three or four days. Um, I don't think tomorrow's going to work out well for them. The Lakers just lost to Golden State the other night and played like shit at home, so I think they're going to be pissed off, and they're going to be up to play the Bucs. Um, but you got to, you know, they got to beat somebody good. They haven't really beat anybody any good yet. So, um, you know, they're not, like I said, they're not playing bad. Um, 
their bench is still inconsistent. I mean, you know, Bobby Portis has a couple games where he's getting double doubles. And then the other night against the Nets, he has four points and four rebounds. You know, DJ Augustine went like 0 for 8. Uh, Got to get more out of him. I haven't heard his name mentioned no, a he's, whole he's lot. No, he's not been good. He's not He's not been good. Um, you know, Connaughton's been fine. DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo's been pretty good. You know, Bryn Forbes has been very up and down. You know, he's had a couple games where he shot well. He had a couple games where he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. How does Holiday fit into this whole thing? Well, he's very good. He's a very good player. He seems like also a good dude. Mm-hmm. Wants to get... Yeah, I think in, he was teammate of the year last yeah, year in the NBA. Wants to get ingratiated in the Milwaukee community, do some things now that he's here. So, I mean, it seems like a, a good guy to have on and off the floor. For sure. For all accounts. For sure. Um, and he's a grown-up. He's 30. You know, he's he's, he's got a wife and kids. The, the girl he's married to is a uh, U.S. soccer player. She went through, like... A couple of brain surgeries a few years ago. Oh so like, God. so like you know, he's an adult. He's he's been through he's some been shit. through some stuff. Yeah. Um. One thing I I like about him is he's one of those guys that never really looks like he's playing that hard, but he's such a good player that he knows how to pick and choose his spots. And I think as the season goes on, that's going to be a, a nice advantage for the Bucks. But. Um, really good defender, and just his size and ability to finish around the basket that Bledsoe, as good as a, a player as Bledsoe is, he's just a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get in amongst the trees, it's just right. as big, as good of an athlete as he is, it's just hard to finish. For sure. So. All right. All right, you got anything else on the box? I'd like to see Giannis shoot the ball a little better. I mean, he goes one for ten from the free throw line one night. Then the next night, he goes like seven for nine, but he hits two threes in the first half. And then in the, the second half, he's airballing shit and missing the whole basket by four feet. Like, I'm confused by that. I don't, I don't understand. That, that. generally should. And we talked about this the, the the other night when we were at the at the broadcast table. Like, that's something as a pro. And, I can I can get like the one for ten is kind of extreme. I. Like, if he went 3 for 12 one night, like, I get it. Yeah. It happens. Right. But he's still hovering in that 58 to 62% where if he's 70%, that's such a huge difference. You know, and it's nice to see him make threes once in a while, but you got to make them down the stretch. You got to be willing to take them down the stretch and also at least hit the rim. So... I don't know. I mean, they brought in his old his old shooting coach from the kid era this year. Um, he had been away for a couple years. I mean, Giannis has been in the league now eight years, so you know you're running out of time. You're, you're say, not gonna you're not gonna completely overhaul your shot. And when, you know, when this does year, this stuff really see a market improvement? Well, at some point, you just are who you are, right? And I think I I wish that. The Bucks didn't push him to shoot threes so much. I've I've said it for years. The Dirk Nowitzki mid range game is where he should live, because nobody can block a shot. He can lean back. He's got super long arms. He's got a high release. Nobody's blocking that. Just shoot eighteen, nineteen, twenty footers all day and and just bury him. I don't know why you need to shoot a three because it's one more point. I mean, come on. Those stat nerds would tell you about the risk reward that that's. The stat nerds that never set foot on a on a basketball court that ever mattered. Yep. I mean that's that's, those, that's the that's truth. Who it is. 
All right, so Lakers tomorrow night. Um, College Hoops Badgers are playing right now. Um, They got absolutely piss-pounded in Ann Arbor. They were down by 40 at one point. Unreal. To Michigan. And then they had a good bounce-back game. Granted, they don't play Rutgers every year in Piscataway, but they hadn't won there in three trips, and they head over there and they get their first win. And, And, yeah, you can say it's Rutgers, but, I mean, you had a team that was ranked, I think, in the high teens uh, at one point, and they've put together, you know, kind of a, an okay season so far. But Michigan, I mean, had been steamrolling everybody, and then they just got their lunch handed to them the other day mm-hmm. by somebody. I can't, I remember, can't remember who no, it was either. I, but... I can't remember who that was, but. I don't know how you lose uh, by 25 and you're down 40 to a conference team and still stay in the top 10. I mean, that kind of tells you the state of college basketball this well, year. That's probably true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh I, I we didn't get to see the Michigan game for most of it because we were doing this, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't watch any of the Rutgers game. I did find it very interesting that uh, they benched Reavers. Yeah, in favor brought of Wall. In Wall. I told you a couple weeks ago, Reavers, Reavers has is, not played well. Yes, he, and he something's going on with him. What I do don't you think that is. Well, I don't know. Maybe I, I, he really hasn't been a very um, contributing player since Potter got there. It, it you know it kind of pushed him down the ladder a peg, and maybe he feels like he's playing a little out of position. Maybe he feels like he's marginalized, but at the same time, he's a college kid. Maybe his girlfriend broke up with him. Maybe his grandma's got COVID. Right. I don't know, but he's not having a good senior year. So, um, yeah, they got Northwestern tonight. They got Ohio State Saturday at home. Yep, both games at home. I mean, I. Ohio State I just, just lost at home to Purdue I last just, night. Yeah, I just think this Badger team is going to keep doing what they're doing. I mean, they're eleven and three. You know, they're going to be twenty four and six, seven mm-hmm. when the season ends. They're going to be a four seed, three seed, maybe in the tournament. Kind of what they've been the last few years. Mm-hmm. So just keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, Marquette was supposed to play tonight. Uh, Georgetown already postponed a game next week. They got. They got tons of COVID problems. Um, they beat Providence, and then I was texting with you at the end of that St. John's game just because that gym was is just so tiny, and the, the camera could not back out far enough so that you could see the entire, even one side of the court, mm-hmm. the half court. Like, you could either see the mid-stripe, and then you couldn't see the corner, or you could see the corner, and you couldn't see between the rings. Like, they, they, they couldn't back. And I haven't watched St. John's because I don't watch a lot of Marquette, and that's the only time I would see St. John's. But that just, as a fan, drove me nuts. Well, all the all the East Coast big city teams, mm-hmm. which is predominantly the Big East, they all have on-campus arenas, but then, like, St. John's will play home games at the, the Garden. Garden. You know, Villanova will play home games at where the Sixers play. Um so yeah, it was it's it's always kind of fun, you know. Georgetown, I was watching one of their games the other day. That was in their on campus arena, and I remember I Ewing had even said that when he was at Georgetown, they played a lot of games there, and it's it's just a cracker box. It's kind of <laughs> like playing in a high school gym or, right. or some of the D three gyms that I played in in college. But it's it's, it's a cool atmosphere. I mean, Marquette's got the Al McGuire Center that's right. really really pretty nice, and mm-hmm. they played a couple years ago when they were in the NIT. I remember they played a game or two there, but. Well, it's like playing in Atlantis. 
Mm-hmm. That gym that doesn't have the extended ends mm-hmm. or stands at the ends, they just have the they just have the rows. I mean that that's a tiny place as well. But uh, I had to check the zoom on my TV, yeah. like like to see if the kids messed with the remote. <laughs> like like did they mess with the settings? And then I'm like, okay, well the the graphic is in where it's supposed to be, so I I think this is right. Um, but they got but they got a win. Like you had texted me back, they needed that one against St. John's. Yeah, I mean uh, eight and six, four and four, back to five hundred in the conference. They're sitting right in the middle of the pack, which is where I am hoping that they end up. Or you know, it'd be nice if they were higher, but certainly not lower. But man, this team can piss away leads like nobody's business. <laughs> Every single time I turn them on in the first half, they're up ten, and then I'll turn it back or I'll walk away or something, and it'll be like five minutes to go in the game, and it's tied. Every single game. Every Marquette game, it seems, come down to the last minute and a half. Um, that's kind of been a staple of Wojo in his career with Marquette. They, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little Packer-like. They, right. they don't seem to be able to drop the hammer and just be like, yeah. this game's over. Right. We're gonna we're up 15 with five to go. You're done. Because I, I said to my dad the other day, go, when the hell's the last team Marquette blew out? You'd know better that, than me. That wasn't like, you know. In, in early the non-conference Coastal Carolina opponent. or something, yeah, you know, or right. Alabama State. Like, when the hell have they blown out a Big East team? It's been a while. Like, years? I mean, probably it's maybe like once or twice a one, year the last yeah. couple of years, but it ain't much. And they've been a tournament team mm-hmm. or close to a tournament team. So, you know, I'd like to see a little more authority with sure. some of these wins. But right now, uh, beggars can't be choosers, so... So the Georgetown game is postponed. They're going to play DePaul coming up on Saturday. That's always a, that's a that's just a rivalry. That's a dogfight game. Which that's is a weird street be, fight because game. how bad the Blue Demons program is. But man, that's an old private Catholic school rivalry that you know <laughs> those two in Notre Dame. It's a shame Marquette doesn't play Notre Dame anymore because that was a hell of a rivalry too. NCAA did set some uh, some dates for the tournament um, coming up. The first four is going to be on the nineteenth and the twentieth of March. Then it's the 21st and 22nd, and then it's the 23rd and 24th. So they're going to get going mm-hmm. um, right in a row because they're going to play all around the Indianapolis area, um, all around there for all the rounds. And then Lucas Oil is going to be hosting the semifinals uh, and and then and the national championship. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with conference tournaments. I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything. Well, at least I didn't see anything in the articles I was reading about okay. the big tournament. So. Um, I mean, is that largely going to be left up to the individual? Co- I mean, I would imagine so right? gonna, because it was they've been left, making their it, own well, rules to was, begin with. It was left up to them last March when they canceled it. So you know, because the Big East played like a half of their first game, and, and then they took a lot of shit for it. Right and, now, aren't even playing basketball. Right, not so, as not as they're typically yeah. used to. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, Mackey Arena, Assembly Hall, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Banker's Life. And then, like you said, Lucas Oil for the Final Four. I mean, those are going to be the the main areas that they play. I I think it's a good idea. I mean, the NCAA really wants to have it. The kids deserve to have it. I think the schools, some of them, you know, not the big dogs, but some of them need need it for financial purposes. I mean, you know, it's a... It's a big deal if UW-Milwaukee makes the NCAA tournament. Oh, my God, yes. Doesn't mean shit for Duke. No. But for, you know, for some for the College of Charleston, it means a lot, you know. Right. Oh, for the for the smaller conferences where they get the automatic berth, mm-hmm. I mean. It's a big if, deal. If, if you're in contention for that conference, that's your end game. Just get to the NCAA tournament. That's your number one goal. And maybe try to not get a 16 seed 
and, you know, get pounded by somebody right away. Right, right. Um, but, I mean, that's that's what they aspire to all the time. If we can win the conference tournament, get that automatic bid, season's a success. Yep. Period. End of story. Yep. Um, so, I, I mean, I think a lot of people missed out on that last year, obviously. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that they're finding a way to get shit. Done. I just want to fill out a bracket, man. Right. Yeah. Get my pool going sure. again. Okay. No Vegas this year, though. No, I'm going to have to wait till next year, I think. Not, not going to take the trip? Yeah. yeah, I suppose. All right. Um, you got anything happening on the uh, Janesville Craig Hoops Classics yep. YouTube channel? Yep. We'll be okay. dropping two more this week. Okay. Um, tonight, I will put up a mid-season, regular season game from uh, early 1998, uh, Beloit Craig at Craig. Um, and then... This weekend, I will put up the regional final game, Burlington at Craig, which will feature an appearance by none other than Tony Romo. <laughs> so, um, Is this the one you sent me the article on, or was that a regular no, season No, no, that was a different one. So okay. I'll give you a little, little story time Please. with Dan here. And, and yes. as, we, All right, as, everybody. We, as we now get into the 98-99 stuff, these yeah. are – games that I right. played in and I remember some of the stuff about right. but so curl, curl up next to your podcast so provider the the year before 1997 year the year that we went to the state tournament we played at Burlington in the regional so you know we went 19 and 1 in the regular season won the big 8 our first game is at Lake Geneva in the tournament and I think it's, you know, it's like on a Tuesday night or yeah. whatever, and they're Lake Geneva, and we didn't play very well. We won by 12 or 14, but we didn't play very well. So the next couple of days of practice were hell. Coach <laughs> beat the shit out of us, um, ran us into the ground. Was just He was just ornery because he knew we were better than what we played. For sure. So Saturday for the regional final, we got a dole. We were playing Burlington at Burlington. They had won their league, you know, I think they were, I don't know, 15 and 5, 14 and 6, something like that. And they won their league, the Southern Lakes, I think they're in. Mm-hmm. Decent league. Um, but they were feeling pretty good. Uh, their coach Steve Brozowitz, his dad, most people would know Bob Brozowitz, the longtime Whitewater football coach. But I knew Steve because he had been my coach the prior two summers at Bo Ryan's camp in Platteville. So I got to know him pretty good. So, you know, we were kind of good-naturedly giving each other a little shit before the game. and um, So the ball jumps up. We tip off. And when I get into the game, I think it was 10 to nothing we were up. At the end of the first quarter, we were up 24 to nothing. <laughs> and a couple of minutes into the second quarter, we were up 30 to nothing. Before they scored, and they made a free throw, and I think the halftime score was like forty to five. Oh this is a this is God. a team that won their league right on their home floor. We're playing them, and I just remember it was the funniest thing, you know, because at this point nobody know Tony Romo's just a, the, guy. The, a guy that plays yeah. for Burlington. Right. We don't know who the hell he is, mm-hmm. and uh, I was guarding him. And he went over to talk to Brezowitz about something, and I just kind of followed him over there just because I was going to eavesdrop. <laughs> and Brezowitz just pushes me out of the way, and he goes, Jesus Christ, Saunders, if I knew this was going to happen, I would have stayed in bed. And I was just like, I, you know, it just made me laugh. But, you know, everybody on Burlington, they had this, they had this look on their face like, the fuck just happened? What is happening here? Yeah. So the next year we get to play him in this game in the tournament. And they're not as good, uh, but Romo's a senior, 
And he gave it to us in this game. I mean, I think he had 28, 30 maybe. Wow, okay. I mean, he hit some he had some garbage points down the stretch when the game was kind of out of reach, but um Pizza Face big point guard, you know, big guard kind of in like the Ben Nichols size. Sure. Uh, but a really a good shooter, a pretty good basketball player, but you know, no one ever would have imagined. I mean, we knew, I knew at the time he was a good football player. Mm-hmm. I knew he was an all-state football quarterback, but I mean, nobody in their wildest dreams would have thought he would be the quarterback of the Cowboys for a decade and date supermodels and, you know, right. now be now be the, the new the new voice of CBS, yeah. of NFL football on CBS, but it's kind of cool. It's it's one of those guys that you know, it's fun to tell people that you played against. Right. and uh, See, and I wish I would have pay, paid more attention because we went over to Burlington for a scrimmage every year with Tremper and Milwaukee Marquette for a couple of years at the end of the, I think it was either the, the I think it was at the end of the second week of two-a-days. Mm-hmm. And then you started the regular, you know, you had two weeks to ramp up and then you had the first week of the regular season. Um, but after that second week, we went over to do the Burlington scrimmage. You know, the offense rotated in with a bunch of different defenses and defenses and offense, whatever. You didn't know who anybody was because you didn't have a program. They weren't in your conference. You had no freaking clue. But then at the end, after the season's done, and then you get to college and you, and you start hearing about some of these guys, and you put it together like, fuck, I played against that guy. Yeah. Like, nobody was wearing any numbers. Right, you didn't know. they're practice jerseys. Yeah. We're not in our full game gear. I don't know who any of these guys are, but then you you realize it's like kind of like you. It's like, well, you at least knew who your opponents were because you had some scouting. It was an actual game. Mm-hmm. We just played these guys at a scrimmage, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, cool. I played against a future NFL guy, and I didn't even know it. Right. right. No clue. No clue. That's no clue. cool. Yeah. So you're going to put one of those games. Yeah, that, I, that I, game I wish I had the game where we were up 30 to nothing, but. It was on the road, and you know there was not you know. I would was love it, it but. if he come if he if and when he comes back to the Fisher, if somehow you can get fifteen minutes, <laughs> you know, like you and Bear, and you know, you guys just turn around and shoot the breeze or whatever. Just I just you know, like hey Tony, yes, you remember that time when you were in high school and you played Craig in basketball and you were getting beat thirty to nothing? Yes, yeah, I was guarding you. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see if he recollects. Oh, he'd remember. For all the shit that he's been through in college and pros and all that. You don't forget stuff like that. That's what I mean. I would love to see if you guys could, like, have remembrances of those types of things. There was a dude that played football at Whitewater. His name escapes me at the moment. But he went to Burlington and was on that team, and me and Aubrey used to give him shit all the time. (laughs) He did not like it either. I bet not. No, no, not a fan. I bet not. uh, Nope. Good, good, good times, good memories, and that's uh, cool. Yeah, these are the, neither one of these are great games, mm-hmm. but um, you know, kind of entertaining. All right, so that is uh, th- that's at your YouTube page. It is Janesville Craig Hoops Classics uh, on YouTube. So you're gonna have one of those or, or both of them up well, tonight. I got one up tonight, and okay. I'll put the other one up probably Friday or Saturday. So. Okay. Well, that's give cool. somebody give uh, give our buddy Collis while he's sitting home with the baby something to watch on a Saturday night. That's right, sure. Maybe Schmoltz college can, football's over. But, uh, you yeah. know, there's nothing on. Schmoltz going to be having a kid. Maybe he yeah. can dial some of this stuff up while he's on paternity leave. Yeah, you know that 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 would be something to do. So check it out again. It's on YouTube. Janesville Craig Hoops Classics. Uh, Dan's got a lot of these cool games to uh, throw up there, uh, hearkening back to yesteryear. You got anything else that we can? 
put away or no that's about it no all right championship sunday i I don't again. Don't have to take meds, but I, it's getting closer, and the anxiety level is. I don't know what's wrong with me. Besides a lot, you know what to do. Where's that that top cupboard lockbox? You know what to do. <laughs> that will do it for the intentional foul for this week. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribe if you will, and as always, please tell your friends. Find us wherever podcasts are. So uh, that'll do it. My name is Josh. I'm Dan. And we will talk to you next time. Go Bucks, Milwaukee and Tampa Bay. Stop it.